Welcome to Ebenezer's Podcast, a podcast about hearing, understanding, and applying the Word of God to our lives. My name is Leighton Erickson, and I'm Ebenezer's Lead Pastor. Thanks for joining us today. Please check out our website at ebenezerbaptist.ca to connect with us and learn more about our ministries. I hope you enjoy the message. The Word of the Lord, Psalm 34. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak His praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt His name together. I prayed to the Lord, and He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to Him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. They see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. For those who fear him, will have all they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry. But those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. The word of the Lord, Philippians 4. And now, dear friends, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true. Fix your thoughts on what is honorable. Fix your thoughts on what is right and pure. Fix your thoughts on what is lovely. And fix your thoughts on what is admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. The word of the Lord, 1 Thessalonians 5. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen. God will make this happen. God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. Well, good morning, Ebenezer family. Uh, I'm calling my sermon today, The Blessings of Disruption. It's interesting that for the first time in most of our lifetimes, the whole world is experiencing a global disruption. The COVID pandemic has crossed continents and economics and nationalities and politics and social structures. Now, of course, previous generations lived through horrific events uh, much worse than this, like the depression of the 1930s or the two world wars, which caused greater lifestyle changes than what we're facing today. And the truth is, is that everyday uh, people's lives everywhere are being disrupted through things like illness and through the death of loved ones and through relationship breakdowns and a hundred other challenges. But for most of us, this pandemic is probably the biggest life-changing event that we've ever faced in our lives or that maybe we've seen our country face. 
Uh, jobs have been lost. Uh, classes canceled. Sports events at every level have been shut down. As you know, the churches have been unable to gather and vacations postponed and the relationships have been limited for us. You know, seven months of shutdowns and restrictions and many more months to come, according to many. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm COVID weary. I'm tired of even saying that word. I'm tired of all the restrictions. I, I'm, I'm tired of trying to understand uh, why they're in place. I'm trying, tired of trying to sort through all the information and misinformation that's out there. I'm, I'm tired of trying to navigate everyone's diverse and often deeply embedded opinions. I've heard uh, a few people in my circle of friends say, I'm done with COVID, and, and I totally agree. And yet, uh, the Bible brings a different perspective on the trials and disruptions in our lives. For example, the book of James begins, uh, Dear friends, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Or as Paul says to his letter to the Thessalonians, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now, there are a couple of things I want you to notice in these, in these verses. Uh, first, uh, James says, when, not if. It's actually bad theology to think that those who put their hope in Jesus will miss out on life's problems and challenges. Followers of Jesus get sick. Followers of Jesus die. And they lose loved ones. Followers of Jesus uh, face financial challenges. And they experience relational problems. And they experience personal tragedy. Now, I wish that wasn't true, but it is. And sometimes uh, we, we bring these problems on ourselves or by our foolish choices or, or sinful actions. Sometimes, though, they just come our way because we live in a broken world. And sometimes, though, they happen uh, to serve a greater purpose in God's unfolding plan. But regardless why or how troubles come, they're part of life. And God often redeems these trials and disruptions to mature us and to refine us. And to help us grow a, a stronger, more resilient faith. Now, a second observation regarding the circumstances that we find ourselves in comes from Paul. And he says in, in verse 18 of chapter 5, Be thankful in all circumstances. Now, again, notice Paul says in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. And those are very different. Some things uh, that happen to us are evil and they're hurtful and they're harmful and they're tragic. And I don't think God wants us to give thanks for those things, but we can still uh, thank him for the blessings in the midst of those things. In fact, he goes on to say that this being thankful in all circumstances is God's will for our, our lives, for those who belong to Christ Jesus. So let me ask you a question. Do you find yourself in God's will today in this season of COVID? Are you expressing thanks to God in the circumstances that you find yourself whether it's COVID or whether it's something else. Well, if not, hopefully by the end of the day, you'll have a little change of heart and you'll begin to thank God in all circumstances, including the circumstances of the pandemic around us. And, and the way, the way we, we do this uh, and have this shift is we begin to view our disruptions through a different lens. We, we view it through God's lens, which is really a growth lens and, and an opportunity lens. 
You see, James goes on to say in his letter, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Now, now James is not saying be happy when troubles and disruption enter our lives. You know, we're not expected to deny or ignore the pain. But what we don't do is fall in this unrecoverable despair. We don't turn against God and we, and we don't give up on him. Rather, James is saying we ought to view these troubles and disruptions in light of God's purposes. Now, these troubles aren't meant to defeat us. They're meant to develop us. And they're meant to deepen us in our faith. And that's uh, why we consider our troubles and disruptions as an opportunity for joy. Not because of the pain they bring, but because of what those troubles and trials ultimately produce in us. As one famous author writes, God does not waste an ounce of our pain or a drop of our tears. Suffering doesn't come our way for no reason. He seems efficient at using what we endure to mold our character. And if we're malleable, he takes our bumps and our bruises and he shapes them into something beautiful. So, um, it's obvious that we're going through a time of disruption right now. Uh, This global pandemic has undoubtedly brought about disruption and confusion and new challenges and pain to many people. And God is using it in this season to help us grow and to mature. Uh, James continues and he says this, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Now, this word word testing is an interesting word. It's a term silversmiths and goldsmiths used back in the day in the process of purifying the precious metal. The way they would do that is they would put a bunch of silver or gold into a pot, and then they'd heat it up with fire. And at a certain temperature, the precious metal would would melt, and all the impurities would, would rise to the surface. Then the gold or silversmith would would scoop off that layer of impurity and repeat the process over and over again until the silver or gold was pure, or the word used was tested. Now, apparently, one of the the ways uh, he knew the precious metal was actually tested was he was able to look down and see his own reflection in that silver or gold. And James is saying that, that God is testing our faith with the disruptions of life. Now, isn't that a beautiful picture that that God is testing us and purifying us so that one day he might look down and see us and see his own reflection. Now, that's what it means to be mature and complete and not lacking in anything. And that's God's goal for us and it reflects his heart for us. So, uh, with with that in mind, uh, let me just give you a few of the blessings of disruption that that I've thought of. And then we're going to have a few people come and share their blessings of disruption over this past six months, just to encourage you and to give you a picture of how you can think and thank God in this season. So so here's here's a first blessing or, or truth of disruption. It's that God uses life's disruptions to get our attention because he wants and needs to transform us. Now, disruption is often like a wake up call in our lives. It's like uh, someone having a heart attack uh, and they, they, they need that to realize that they need to eat better and to exercise more. Or, or coming home to an empty house because your spouse 
decided they would not continue to live in a dysfunctional marriage. Nothing like that to get you going to counseling to improve as a person. Or I was talking to someone of my age who recently completed his doctoral degree, and he told me the story of, of a letter he received his first year at the University of Saskatchewan. And they invited him to take a break from his studies for a year, meaning that he fooled around enough that he didn't get any good marks, and so he had to take a year off. And that was a wake-up call for him, and now he's a doctor. Now, the, the Bible is filled with examples of this. But one example of great disruption that, that brought about the change God wanted in a man is the story of Saul. And you might remember that. God totally derailed and disrupted his life because he wanted Saul to know about the truth about who he was and transform him into the greatest missionary of his day. You see, disruption can be a wake-up call. And sometimes he disrupts our lives and he shakes them up because he wants to redirect us in life. Okay, here's the second truth or blessing of disruption. It's that God often uses disruptions in our lives to reveal what's hidden in our hearts and expose our misdirected values. Now, again, there are, there are lots of examples in Scripture and in our own lives. You know, we know how, how disruption, you know, brings out or reveals our character. But one that happens in Scripture that comes to mind for me is the book of Haggai. And, and again, in this, in this uh, passage, uh, God is saying to the people, consider your ways. You know, look at what's happening to you. And essentially he's saying, your values are, are mixed up because your hearts are misplaced. So let me just read a few verses to you. It says in chapter 1, verse 5, This is what the Lord of heaven's army says. Look at what's happening to you. You have planted much, but you harvest little. You eat, but are not satisfied. You drink, but are still thirsty. You put on clothes, but you cannot keep warm. Your wages disappear as though you're putting them in pockets filled with holes. Then he says a few verses later, look what's happening to you. You hope for rich harvests, but they are poor. And when you brought your harvest home, I blew it away. Did you catch that? I, God, blew that away. Because my house lies in ruins, said the Lord of heaven's armies. While all you are busy building your own fine houses, it's because of you that heaven has withheld the dew and the earth produces no crops. I have called a drought on your fields and hills, a drought to wither the grain and grapes and olive trees and all the other crops, a drought to starve you and your livestock and to ruin everything you have worked so hard to get. Now, the reason he's doing this is because he wants to shake up their lives, not punish them. He, he wants to shake up their lives so that they might return to him so that their values might be directed towards him, their hearts might be drawn to him. He needs sometimes to correct us, and he needs to redirect our, our values and restore our wandering hearts. And that's one of the blessings of disruption. So in, in this season, as you think about things, what has God revealed about your heart? What has God reveal, revealed about your values in this season? Here's the third truth of disruption, another blessing of disruption. Sometimes uh, God uses life's disruptions so we might learn to depend on the Lord. Now, again, there, there are lots of times this happens in life. Uh, we lose a job and all of a sudden we realize that we have to depend on God because we have no other place to go. Now, this is what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 1 to 8. It says, we do not want you to be uninformed, friends, about the troubles we're experiencing. This is, this is Paul speaking. He says, we were under great pressure. 
far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. And then he adds this line, But this happened, that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. Now, how many times do we go through this and we try and rely on ourselves? The, the harder life gets, the more we double down to, do, to work harder. And we keep on working and working or hoping and hoping. And yet God is saying sometimes he does this so that we might actually be forced to rely on him, be forced to trust in him, because that will grow our faith. And in his infinite wisdom, God has chosen hardship and suffering and other difficulties and disruptions so that we might trust him more. So my question to you is, where do you go when you have nowhere to go? Or to whom do you go when you have no one else to go? The psalmist says it this way, Whom have I in heaven but you? You see, he has it. He got it. And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Here's a fourth truth, fourth blessing of disruption. It's a God uh, tests the resilience of our faith in the trials and disruptions of our lives, those things that we face. In Romans uh, chapter 5, it just says this, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. Endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. So how do we grow in our resilience? You know, it, it seems to me that, that, that uh, we are increasingly living in an in a, in a age where we don't know how to, how to be resilient. As soon as trouble comes our way, we leave our faith, we, we stop following Jesus, all those things happen. As soon as pressure comes in our lives, we want to run. But God doesn't want us to run, he wants us to grow. And how do we develop our resilience? How do we get perseverance? Well, it's through the smaller trials that build our spiritual muscles of resistance so that one day we can endure greater trials. And so in the little things in life and the big things, whether that happens to be COVID or cancer, whether that happens to be looking for a job and unemployment or relationship difficulties or something else that's equally as traumatic, God wants us to grow in our faith and develop perseverance. And perseverance doesn't automatically grow in us. It takes trials and it involves testing. What I want to do right now is, is I want to direct your attention to, uh, to the screen and, and we're going to just hear a few people from our church family share about some of the blessings of disruption in their lives over this past season. So let's tune in. My blessing of this year is that I get to have a lot of family time. My blessing of this year is that my family is getting a puppy and it's, I'm very excited. I'm excited because I get to homeschool with my mom. And I would absolutely agree with everything that they've said. For me personally, uh, the blessing of this year has been to learn to listen to God. And he has reminded me that I need to find my worth in him and him alone. Uh, that I need to be intentional every day with every decision 
and to be intentional with my purpose in life as well. And also that I need to trust in him. And I don't want to just say that. I want to believe that and live that. So the disruption of this year has definitely led to many blessings for our family and it has taught me to listen to God. My name is Daniel. My name is Mike. He is my father. He's my son. I think one of the things I've been really thankful about this COVID is just having my parents around. Um, so if you guys don't know, they're from the Philippines and we were just supposed to see each other for two weeks um, when they were on furlough here. Um, but it's been a really big blessing to have them stay now for how, how long has it been uh, I think it's uh, seven months it's since been March. Seven months yes um, and more months to come uh, so that's just a real blessing to be able to spend more time with them yeah I would agree I mean you know it's it's been nice you know he we haven't had him Daniel living with us for a long time but yet uh, and we didn't expect really to live with him again but uh, here we are uh, an unexpected blessing from God well, one of the unexpected blessings in this season for me uh, was seeing how there was different kinds of connections, especially around youth ministry. And when this when this first hit, I I was very concerned um, about how if youth youth would disconnect. That was one of my main concerns, and it still is now as we're heading into kind of our regular back to meeting together times. But one thing that really encouraged me early on was that. Our small group ministry in uh, Zoom meetings in, in small groups and also uh, in-person meetings that were socially distanced in communication with the parents between the leaders and the youth uh, actually did quite well um, in, that first, in that first season. And it was almost a blessing and encouragement from God. There was actually youth that came, uh, youth inviting their friends onto Zoom uh, meetings where they were having discussions with leaders. Um, there was greater attendance in some of the small groups or more regular attendance. And some of the leaders, uh, even after into the summer and, uh, and even now into the fall, some of the youth that had graduated, they were still meeting regularly with their small group leaders around shared activities, uh, not just around a, a Zoom meeting or other ways that we were limited. So in some ways, there was, there was a new blessing in the smaller gathering and uh, in youth still maintaining connection. Although uh, we, we all know that it's not ideal, uh, to me this was God kind of redeeming um, some of those areas of ministry and it was really encouraging. Another, another youth reported that he was going on walks with his parents and he hadn't done that since he was a kid. And when he shared that in a Zoom meeting with me and that that was his highlight of his week, that was very encouraging. So I think there are uh, unexpected blessings and the little blessings that we just need to celebrate and those were some of mine, especially in that first season. During this season, I've had a reconstruction of my identity from external things to internal, such as um, the fruit of the Spirit, and focusing on what my identity is in Christ and who He created me to be, and the joy that comes with that, that can't be taken away as the external things fall away, um, the internal things, they, they don't. My blessing of disruption has been having the time to get to know um, family and, and neighbors around us better. Um, this time allowed us to have fairly regular hour, two hour long visits on the street um, because really we had nowhere to go and nothing to do. Um, and so we just we just visited and got to know got to know our neighbors a bit better and got to see their heart and hear their stories and hear some of the 
the significant things that they might have been going through. And it, it's allowed us to pray with them, to um, serve them, and to just to just love them. And it's it's been it's been an incredible blessing for us. Hi, Ebenezer family. I want to share with you how I've experienced the blessing of God's presence, His provision, and answered prayer as His child and a member of His family. My name is Angeli Sethi, and I'm part of that 40% of singles at Ebenezer, um, at least at this time anyway. And I could have experienced unbearable loneliness, but this was not my experience in the past months of COVID. Um, because of the blessing of God's presence, His provision and answered prayer. As I keep my eyes on Jesus through spending time with Him, staying connected with the family of God at Ebenezer, and through serving with a youth group in the community, I've seen and continue to see Jesus work in amazing ways in my life and the lives of others in His family. One way in which I saw this was through answered prayers for our Baptist General Conference of Canada missionaries, Margot and Randy Hoffman. March 30th, I received an email from Margot that said that Randy had been admitted to hospital with a very bad case of COVID-19. So we began to pray for him. Uh, we prayed for him through Zoom prayer meetings, with Ebenezer Zoom prayer meetings, with a small, my small group at Ebenezer, and with my youth girls at grade six and seven girls. And they would always remind me and ask, well, they would ask me, Angelie, how is Randy doing? And then they'd remind me uh, that they were praying for him and it would remind me to pray for him. And uh, Margo would send daily emails with progress reports on how God was at work in their lives. God literally gave Randy back his life because um, he was in an induced coma for at least three weeks and with um, uh, just an unimaginable amount of machines, hooked up to an unimaginable amount of machines. He went uh, home from hospital by middle of May and continues to recover and be productive uh, in ministry. Another way recently I experienced blessing during this time was through a small group of single believers from Ebenezer and different churches who blessed me with drywalling and insulating my garage just this past couple of weeks. And it was such a blessing. I'm grateful for Warren, Daniel, Christian and Charles, their crew, for serving me as part of God's family at Ebenezer during this time. You know, all these things make me want to sing. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God, joint heirs with Jesus as we travel through COVID. Um, God bless you, protect you and your families during this time and may you experience his incredible blessings in ways that you would never imagined. So one of the big blessings that our family is taking away from this season of disruption with COVID has been able to, we've been able to have some really great intentional family time together. Uh, our kids came home from school. Uh, I was unable to work during that, that season of the shutdown. And initially we were a little bit anxious, not really sure when I was going to be able to go back to work, what that would all look like. But as the season progressed, we kind of just leaned into it and realized that God was giving us an awesome opportunity to really intentionally 
pour into our kids and have some amazing family time. Uh, every day we started a little routine. We, we just called tea time and we'd have a snack together as a family. And we began going through the, the Chronicle of Narnia series. And that was amazing just to be able to read through those stories with their kids and to see their imaginations light up, not only through the writings, but also just to be able to discover more of who God is and what his character is like through the stories and to have that time, um, that unique time where I wasn't working and we were all at home together, I know is something that we'll, we'll definitely cherish as we look back on this season. Hi, my blessing of disruption has been the gift of simplicity. Now, I have to be honest, I didn't always appreciate this at first, this gift at first. I was too focused on all of my losses and the additional loneliness that would come to me um, as I already live alone. But as I settled in, I realized how much I needed this slowing down and simplifying of not only my time um, and my activities, but even people around me. I became aware of just how very empty I had become. I had run a long time uh, doing, and as many of these things came to a halt or changed for me, I began to realize how empty I was uh, in my spirit as well. My activities for God had slowly taken more of my time than my relationship with God. And so I began to carve out longer times of just being in God's word, just sitting there and meditating and listening to him. I began to ask him to speak to me through his word. And as I made more time to be in his presence, my hunger for being there began to deepen along with a real hunger to know his wisdom and his truth for me. On one particular night, I was listening to a message from the book of Revelation. And if you know me, Revelation is not my first choice of book to be in. However, I came across a series of messages that I was listening to. And this particular night, I was completely overwhelmed with the glory of Christ. It felt like I was holding my breath and my heart was racing. Um, It was a moment that held me in complete amazement and awe of Christ as our hope of glory. This was just one of the wonderful times that uh, I experienced with God during this season of disruption. Simplicity. I didn't know what a gift It was until it also became my opportunity for me to deepen my relationship with God. I want to close today's service by reading a passage of scripture from 1 Peter chapter 1. And and it follows a theme that we've uh, seen developed over the day. And that is again that, that, that there's blessing and disruption. That those things that happen in our lives, although painful and hurtful, God often uses to, to refine us and to grow us in our faith. And don't we all long to grow and to deepen our faith? And this is what it says, 1 Peter chapter 1. So, be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure trials for a while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than gold, So when your faith remains strong through these many trials, it will bring much praise and glory and honor to the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You see, uh, the other thing I didn't say is that that when we we endure, when we persevere, when we grow and deepen our faith, faith through the trials and disruptions, we actually bring glory to God. 
we glorify his name. And that pleases him. So may you be thankful this season, not for the circumstances, but in your circumstances. And may you bring glory to God today. Amen? Amen. Let me pray. So Father, thank you again for our church family. And thank you for this season of disruption that's hit all of us. And we had this common theme of COVID, but there's many other disruptions that happen to our lives. And, and help us to trust in you. Help us to walk in you and help us to see your hand in this and you would grow us and deepen us in our faith so that we might live for you and bring you glory. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, have yourself a great Thanksgiving weekend. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out our church website at ebenezerbaptist.ca. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can let us know by clicking like and by subscribing to our podcast channel. God bless you, and thanks for listening.